Love powers everything in the kingdom of God. Seven seven zero eight, powered by love, part two. Thank you for joining, brothers of the word, because brother, you need the word. We welcome all of you joining us by television, and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com. Stay tuned to today's message. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. Well, we'd like to share just a little humor. An old man goes to the wizard to ask him if he can remove a curse he's been living with for the last 50 years. And the wizard says, maybe, but you have to tell me the exact words that were used to put the curse on you. The old man says, without hesitation, I now pronounce you man and wife. (laughs) Well, we've been sharing... (laughs) (laughs) We've been sharing a message entitled Powered by Love, Powered by Love. Flip over to the book of Galatians chapter 5, the book of Galatians chapter 5, and we'll read a few verses here. Galatians chapter 5, and we'll read verse 6, and we'll read verse 13 and verse 14. Galatians chapter 5. And verse 6, when you get there, say amen. Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. Let's read together in unison. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. And also verse 13 and 14. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty, Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And in verse 6, we looked at that little phrase that says at the end of verse 6, but faith which worketh by love and that little word work is there it's translated in the greek it means working of power working of power or it actually means active operation so it's saying your faith has power to work or it has active operation by love it has power to work or active operation by love and so we're using it as a subject powered by love powered by love this is part two powered by love our faith is powered or you could say our faith is given energy to operate by love our lives are to be powered by love faith worketh by love love is the power source for our faith to have active operation If you think about an automobile, an automobile needs gasoline in order for it to run. Without gasoline, it won't crank, it won't start, 
And if you run out of gas, it'll sputter and come to a stop. You know, it'll stop on you. And so faith is the same way. Faith runs by love. Love is what powers our faith. This very microphone that I'm using is powered by a battery. And if I don't have a good working battery or if I take the battery out, this microphone will not work. This microphone is powered by battery. Well, faith is powered by love. Without love, your faith won't work. Your faith won't work. Your faith won't work. And so love is the power source for our faith. Love is the power source for our faith. There are three components of love. That's God's love for us, our love for God, and our love for one another. That's the tripod of love. God's love for us, our love for God, and our love for one another. And so faith sits on that tripod. Faith works by that tripod of love. And you have to ask yourself, how can we place faith in God unless we believe that he loved us? See, your faith won't even work unless you believe God loves you. It's the crux of our faith in the fact that God loves us. God loves us. How can our faith work unless we are convinced that God loves us. It's the crux of our faith. And so it's his love is the assurance of his love for us. That's what empowers our faith. That empowers us to trust him, to have confidence in him, to have assurance in him and expectation in him. It's because we know that he loves us. It powers our faith. Flip over to First John in the back of your Bible, the back of your Bible just before the book of Revelation. You'll see First, Second, and Third John there. But flip over to First John, First John chapter four, First John chapter four, and you'll see here the little play that love has on our faith. First John chapter four, verse sixteen. First John chapter four, verse sixteen. Notice what it says here. It says, and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Let me read it from the Amplified Bible. And we know, understand, recognize and are conscious of by observation and by experience and believe, adhere to, and put faith in and rely on the love that God cherishes for us. God is love and he who dwells and continues in love dwells and continues in God and God dwells and continues in him. So notice how our faith is put in the love of God. The love of God is the basis of our faith. The love of God is the basis of our faith. So faith works by love. Faith works by love. 
And you know, if you really think about it, it's not just faith that works by love, but literally everything in the kingdom of God works by love because we experience God by faith. We experience everything that God is and everything he has is all by faith. No one has seen God, so you can't come to God unless you believe faith that he is. And so the whole kingdom of God operates by faith. So really you can say the whole kingdom of God, it operates by faith and faith works by love. So everything in the kingdom of God literally works by love. I can prove it to you. The Bible says that if you bring a gift to the altar, leave it on the altar. Don't even give because the principle of giving is not going to work if you're out of love with your brother. So the Bible says, leave your gift on the altar. You go get it right with your brother. Then you come back and present your gift. See, even the system of giving doesn't work if you're out of love. The Bible also says that if you are out of sorts with your spouse, don't bother praying. Your prayers are hindered. Your prayers won't be answered. See, everything works by love. Nothing in the kingdom of God will work if we are not operating in love. It is what powers our faith. It's what makes everything in the kingdom of God operate. It's what gives everything active operation in the kingdom of God. So if you want your prayers to work, if you want your faith to work, if you want your giving to work, no matter what it is, it all operates by love. Paul goes really deep into this in 1 Corinthians 13 he lets you know that you can prophesy you can do all of that you can have faith you can do all of that but it's nothing if it's not operating by love and you can even be a great giver but if it's not generated by love it is useless it's futile and in vain love powers everything in the kingdom of god faith which worketh by love it's our love that powers our faith how can you ask God to help you if you are mistreating others? Think about that. How can you ask God to help you and you're mistreating others? See, you understand? So you can't even ask for help. <laughs> and so there's something that's built in where, you know, you have to be loving one another in order to receive from God. That's what enables us to receive from God and to be able to believe and receive and ask for what we need and receive it from God. We have to be loving one another. You'll see this flip up. I'll show you this one. This is over in First John, First John chapter 3. First John chapter 3, you'll see here. We can't even ask God for help or for anything if we are out of step with our brother. Look at 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3, we'll begin with verse 18. 1 John, this is at the back of your Bible once again. 1 John chapter 3, verse 18, we'll read down through 23. Notice what it says. It says, My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Or you can say in action and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Now what this is saying is, is that when you're not right, with your fellow man it'll bother you in your heart it'll bother you in your heart and so when you go to approach God that thing is going to come up in your heart it's going to bother you in your heart because you got a relationship that's not right and it interferes with your relationship with God and so this is what this is saying 
And verse 20, for if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart. He knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence toward God. Now you can receive from God. Now you can ask God. Now you can get help from God because now you're walking in love with your brother. And verse 22, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Verse 23, it's going to talk about love again. And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. And there it is. And love one another as he gave us commandments. And so you have to walk in love if you expect to receive anything from God. Because if you try to have any communication with God about anything else, he's going to bring your heart back to the issue that's at hand. And so God will direct your heart back and let you know that something's not right with your fellow man and you need to get that taken care of before I can have any dealings with you. The kingdom of God operates by love. I remember years ago my mother had a house, a piece of property, and she sold it. And my mother knew when she sold it that there was a particular area of the house that was sort of faulty. I can't remember exactly what it was. I think it was a weak floor. Something was wrong in the house. And my mother knew it. And she failed to disclose that when she sold it. And so, sure enough, a few days after she sold it, the lady who bought the house called my mother and wanted my mother to repair that little faulty condition that it had. And my mother's like, ma'am, I'm sorry, you bought the house. (laughs) This contract has been signed, sealed, and delivered. That's not my house in the luggage. So my mother let the lady know, you know, you bought the house. That's not my concern. That's your house. (laughs) You know, my mother tells the story, but my mother said the next day when she went to pray, that lady's face came up before her. She couldn't even pray. My mother says every time she went to pray, that lady's face came up before her. Well, what was God doing? God was disturbing her heart to say that, hey, you haven't treated your neighbor right. And because you haven't treated your neighbor right, I can't deal with you in my relationship with you until you straighten up. My mother went back to that neighbor who she sold the house to, and my mother repaired the faulty condition. And when she repaired that faulty condition, now she had confidence. Now her heart didn't condemn her when she went to pray. See, God will always bring it back up in your heart if there's anything that you need to take care of. God will bring it to your heart. He'll bring that into your heart because everything in the kingdom of God is powered by love. It won't work. It's like trying to operate a flashlight and you took the batteries out. You take the batteries out of that flashlight. It's not coming on. It is not coming on until you put the batteries back in. Love is literally the battery that goes in. It goes into everything that operates spiritually in the kingdom of God. Love is what powers it. It's powered by love. Now, when you're walking in love, man, now the power of God is available. The power of God is available. The power of God is available to flow because you're walking in love. But if you're not walking in love, you just took the batteries out. So don't expect any power to display itself. Don't expect there to be any operation of the spirit because now you've taken the batteries out. This is probably one of the reasons why we haven't seen the express power of God present in the church like it should be. Maybe it's because the church is not fully walking in love and we're short-circuiting the power supply that powers the faith, that releases the power of God. You ever thought about that? Maybe we need to put an emphasis in walking in love. 
Because if we can get the whole church walking in love properly, then maybe now we hook up fully to the power of God and our faith works and we're able to get demonstration and manifestations of the power of God back in the church the way it should be. Now that's just my thought on it. That's just my thought on it. I thought about that. I said maybe that's what the church is missing. Maybe we don't have enough love powering our faith. But if we can get the church walking in this fullness of love, man, I believe that it'll power our faith. I really believe it'll power our faith. Praise God. Praise God. Well, what I wanted to do today, I wanted to finish up some love confessions that I've been working on with you for a while. And I started giving them to you in the series entitled Our Confession of Faith. Those of you watching by television, if you'd like to get these personal confessions of love to operate in your life, you can go to Brothers of the Word and listen to that entire series our confession of faith. That's where I started the confessions. This first category of confessions is dealing with love. And the reason I chose that first because it's what I begin with in my own prayer life. I always begin with my love confessions because I understand that's the primary thing. That's the foundation of it all. It all begins with love. Nothing else will work without love in the kingdom of God. So I always begin with my confessions of God's love for me my love for him, and my love for my fellow man. And so we'll go back and try to finish up these confessions today. Here's one, and you can write these down and add them to all the other ones that I gave you. Here's a good confession. Say this with me. I keep his word, and the love of God is perfected in me. I am in him. Now that's First John 2, 5. But that's a great confession. That's a great confession. Add that to your list. Here's another one. Say this with me. I love one another... And his love is perfected in me. God dwelleth in me. Now that's 1 John 4.12. That's 1 John 4.12. Here's another one. Say this one with me. I know and believe the love that God has for me. I dwell in love. Therefore, I dwell in God. God is love. God dwells in me. That's 1 John 4.16. That's 1 John 4.16. Here's another one. Say this with me. As he is love, so am I love in this world. That's 1 John 4.17. 1 John 4.17. Here's another one. Say this with me. I have no fear because there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. That's 1 John 4.18. 1 John 4.18. Here's another one. Say this with me. He lavished his love on me and made me his child. That's 1 John 3.1. He lavished his love. Lavish means to pour a generous, extravagant, just a huge, great amount, surplus running over. He lavished his love on you and made you his child. That's 1 John 3.1. I'm renewed in his love. Say, I'm renewed in his love. Say, I rest in his love. That's Zephaniah 317. Here's one I really like. In fact, I like this one so much I drew a picture in my notes. <laughs> this is Isaiah 4011. Isaiah 4011. And it simply says, He carries me in his bosom the way a shepherd carries a lamb. Say that with me. He carries me in his bosom. The way a shepherd carries a lamb. And I just drew a picture of a little shepherd carrying a little lamb in his arm. One translation says he carries it in his arm close to the heart. 
And so God carries us in his bosom the way a shepherd carries a lamb. And this is what you got to picture. And I pictured that one day. I said, man, think about that little lamb in his arms. Not a care in the world. Think about the little lamb, you know, just lying in the arms of the shepherd. He's looking around, saying, can't nobody bother me. I don't have to worry about anything. The shepherd has me in his arms. That little lamb is so content. That little lamb so full of joy. That little lamb is so happy. Folks, that's the way we are. He carries us in his bosom. He carries us in his arms the way a shepherd carries a lamb. And man, I just had such a poor picture of that one day. I just pictured that little lamb and I could see his face. I could see him looking up, just looking out as he's carried by the shepherd. Not a care in the world. Not worried about anything. Not afraid. Because he knew he was being carried in the arms of the shepherd. That's Isaiah 40, verse 11. He carries us in his bosom the way a shepherd carries a lamb. Man, boy, next time you're fearful or afraid, think about that scripture. Folks, this becomes the bedrock of your faith. No matter what you're going through, think about that. Whenever you're going through a trying situation, just remind yourself, he carries me in his bosom the way a shepherd carries a lamb. Man, you're talking about anchoring your faith. Oh, boy. Here's another one. Say this with me. He thinks about me all the time. His thoughts toward me are innumerable. He's always mindful of me. That's Psalms 40, verse 5. That's Psalms 139, verse 17 and 18. That's Psalms 115, verse 12 and 13. He thinks about you all the time. His thoughts towards you are innumerable, meaning you can't even count them. God thinks about you so much, you can't even count. You can't reckon the thoughts. You can't count them up. It's too many. His thoughts towards you are innumerable. God's thinking about you all the time. You're always on his mind. He's always mindful love you to bless you and to increase you and your children praise god praise god here's the last one i'll give you say this with me he loves me with such a strong intense love that he commended his love to me while i was yet a sinner he made me alive with christ he raised me up with christ and he seated me together with christ in heavenly places so that in the ages to come he might show me the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward me through Christ. Man, isn't that a powerful scripture? That's Ephesians 4, 5, 6, 7. Oh, man. God loves you with such a strong intensity, an urging, and a compelling. When I really start studying that out, the intensity and the urging and the compelling of his love, it almost like it was driving him. It's like he couldn't. He couldn't hold it. It's like it was driving. So this love that comes toward us from God, it's almost like God can't help himself. It's driving him. It's urging him. It's compelling him. It's almost like Pastor Nathaniel when he had to use the restroom on the airplane last week. <laughs> he couldn't hold it, man. It was driving him. He was looking around. <laughs> That's the way the love of God is it's pressing God so much. He can't hold this urging him and compelling him. I mean, it's driving him. And I begin to understand that's why he loved us while we were still sinners. He couldn't even wait till we got right. That love just came out of him. He couldn't even hold it. God loves us so much. He couldn't even wait to clean us up before he released that love. He said that love just forced his way out on us even while we were dirty. 
Oh man, that love just came on out. That thing is compelling. It's urging him. It's like a pressure. It's a pressure in God. He has to release it. He can't hold it. Oh man, when you get this, man, this anchors your faith. Oh my goodness, this anchors your faith. Oh man, a couple of weeks ago I had an illness and it had me so down, man. I was so weak and so down, I couldn't even pray. Couldn't even read my Bible. But praise God. Thank God I had established my heart in His Word. Some of you might not have ever experienced that, but sometimes you'll be so sick, you can't pray. You can't read your Bible. Your vision will be too blurry. You can't even do it. And that's the time when I was so grateful. I said, God, thank God I put your word in me while I could, while I could. And it's there, Lord God, it's there. And man, I began to, all I meditated on, I meditated on how much he loved him. And so Isaiah 40, 11 came up and said, Lord, you carry me in your bosom the way a shepherd cares a lamb. God, you care about me and you love me so much. You love me while I was yet a sinner. You made me alive with Christ and you raised me up with Christ. You seated me together with Christ in heavenly places so that in the ages to come, you might show the exceeding riches of your grace and your kindness toward me through Christ Jesus. Folks, that was just coming up out of me. That was coming up out of me. Even while I was down, that word was there. I couldn't read the Bible. I couldn't pray. But praise God, the word was there and it was active and operating in my spirit and in my body. And that's what I had to depend on. And so I've been teaching you all of these confessions so you can get it down in your heart. And you can say it during the good times. Because when the trials come and the challenges come, you won't have a chance to grab your Bible sometimes. Sometimes you don't have the strength to pray, but it's what you've already established your heart in. That's what you'll have to depend on in those times. And the Holy Spirit can now take what you put in and he can work it. And it was the love of God that anchored me. Even during that challenge, it anchored my soul. I knew he held me in his bosom. Praise God, because I had established my heart in his love. Praise God, praise God. Stand to your feet, I'm out of time. Praise God. Aren't you happy about the love of God that powers our faith? The love of God that powers our faith. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much, Lord. We thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, that our life of faith is powered by love. Thank you for loving us unconditionally. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. We don't deserve it. We thank you, Lord, for your unconditional love. We receive that love, and we allow that love to fill us up. And, Lord, we let it run over so that we can love one another with the same unconditional love that you loved us with. We thank you so much, Lord. Thank you for that love, the greatness of it. And we walk in it. In Jesus' name we pray. Let every heart say amen, 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 amen. You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was part two of the series titled Powered by Love by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7708. That's 7708. To listen to over a thousand free messages or to send this message number 7708 to a friend, go to BrothersOfTheWord.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothers of the word.com often because brother you need the word. Oh,